Hello, and welcome to the Friday Live thing. Whether you have an existing online business or are just starting out, we show you how to grow and scale your business the easy way. Here are your hosts, Tim Goodwin and Mark Thompson. You didn't see that. Hi, guys. Um, welcome to the live show with Dave's perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's me, Mark Thompson. Tim Goodwin, and in the top right there, we've got Dave today. Woo! Hello, Dave. Good morning. So, firstly, welcome back. And obviously, you've all been binge-watching TV, so remember to throw a, a penny to your witcher, or Valley of Plenty. Um, that's my only TV quote for the weekend. See, Tim didn't watch the, watch the witcher. I still haven't watched you... it. Terrible. Right, so this week, we are going to go straight in, and we're going to talk about what's happening well, what we feel is going to happen in the coming year, maybe even the current decade, if we want to start an argument. We just spent the last two minutes arguing. <laughs> um, no, we spent the last two minutes, me and Tim, telling you you're completely wrong. That's not an <laughs> argument. Tim's <laughs> um, <coughs> been banned from the office because they reckon he's too disruptive. That's me. <laughs> yeah. And that's why Tim's at home today. Um, I've got a cold, so I apologise in advance for snotting all over you. And Tim will probably stop over during the call. Cold, so I apologise. Mm, Dave's really fresh and healthy because he takes lean greens uh, every day. Uh, today's the first day that I'm feeling good after three weeks of bronchitis and having mm. to take antibiotics and steroids. Don't we just love Christmas and New Year? Oh. Way <laughs> right. <laughs> let's start off with work. As most people use WordPress, let's. Oh, well, we, we've, already, we've already decided before we start that. Uh, video's dead, audio's dead, email marketing's dead, webinar's dead, dead blogging's dead, Don't. ads are dead. Everything's dead? Everything's yeah. dead. New decade, we're going to start from the start, start from scratch again. Right, yeah. so Dave, what can you tell us about uh, WordPress for a start? Let's, what's, what's coming up with WordPress and blogging? It's, it's dead. It's not. It's, no, it, right. look, the thing about it is, and I think somebody once, once, uh, once said this or coined this term, techniques, not tools. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who, who that clever person was. But uh, if you think back, and we were having this discussion two minutes ago, if you think back to 2010 and the difference between, you know, having a business that is essentially online, even though it might be a physical business like Tim has, nothing's changed. Everything is still relevant from 2010 that is today. It's just got new iterations or new versions or upgrades or, you know, whatever. It's, you know, nothing has effectively changed. And, and that's not just an online marketing thing. It's music, sport, entertainment. The way we process information has changed. But the need for information and content is still the same. So how we consume might change. But that need for information hasn't changed, won't change, will never change. Like 10 years ago, everyone emails dead. Email's dead. Email marketing is dead as a dodo. It's not going to bullshit. We're still, it's still the most effective means of communicating with an audience. So how do you create an audience? Well, video. Yeah. YouTube is still YouTube. Um, Facebook. We're doing a, a live now. Like it took us what? Two minutes to set this up once we got audio sorted out. But 10 years ago, it was just yeah, way more difficult to do something like this. But you got a few cameras together and then you produced a video and then you uploaded it to YouTube. So it wasn't technically live or it was more difficult, but it's still just content. So I think what really is, is changing in the WordPress space is just the bits and the bytes and the technology. It's a means of communicating your content and creating an audience. And it's just a tool. WordPress is a tool. How we use that tool is going to change. Like we've moved in the last 12 months away from what most people would understand WordPress is to this sort of Gutenberg blocks. But if you've been using Beaver Builder for any amount of time, blocks are basically, you know, excuse me, in, in, in layman's terms, the same thing. It's just the way we put that information in front of our clients. When somebody loads up Chrome or Firefox and looks at your website, the fact that the back end technology has altered a little bit over the last five years doesn't matter to your your audience your audience is looking for you to provide good content and um, epic content and um, and how they consume that is down to them you just got to be careful to make sure that you can provide it in a way your audience wants to like my wife 
uses YouTube and Pinterest more than anything else. I I don't even know the last time I went on Pinterest. Like, I mean, I'm not that audience. So I think the way you provide content to your audience is going to change. But that's a technique, or that's a tool, not a technique. The techniques don't change. Good, epic content, build an audience. Somebody said that to me this week as well. Um, <laughs> um, build an audience. That's it, really. It's Nothing's changing. We don't have to freak out. I mean, I don't know, Tim, was it about three months ago? Everybody was freaking out about using webinars on Facebook, you know, sending ads, Facebook ads to webinars. That's not changed, really, you know? No. Yeah, see, the people thing, don't. Like, the thing is, is like... Um, if you think back to um, our, our, our dear late, not so late <laughs> friend, Dan Kennedy, um, I, I, he's still alive, isn't he? Um, yeah, the not, the not so late Dan Kennedy has always said media market message match. And it's, mm -hmm. and it's like, it's he's been saying that for like the last 30 odd years. It's still relevant today. It's just the medium, the media that we're actually using changes. Mm -hmm. The message is essentially essentially the same thing. It's just the delivery of that message might be different. Um, the, the market is essentially the same, but they just change around and move around a bit and they use different medias and they accept different messages at different times. So when people say to me, oh yeah, blogging is dead, as Mark says, like, you know, about five minutes before we came on on, on the call, is that it's like I'm, 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 I'm still interested in in blogging. I think it's, a, it's such a hugely powerful platform for people. Uh, you know, I spent most of last night looking at foodie blogs, okay? Because I've been looking through lists of different foodie blogs, what their the stats are, the traffic that they're generating, and stuff like that. And I was looking at some of them. I'm going, I have never ever heard of this blog, yet it gets a million views in the UK every single month. And I'm like, and it, and it, it's, it's crazy. And these, there's, there's dozens of these blogs and like, they're just like, um, you know, some woman who's decided that she wants to write about, I don't know, um, uh, old fashioned English recipes. Um, somebody wanting to do like, you know, English puddings, um, somebody else talking about veganism or flexitarianism or whatever the latest ism is, um, you know, it's, I love it ism. But, but they're generating a huge amount of audience. It's like the, the uh, one of the dessert blogs that I came across. It was all about desserts, and it hasn't had any new content for the last three years, yet it's still generating 10,000 visitors a month through organic traffic from Google. Now, you can't tell me that blogging is dead when that still happens today. So, so It's funny, actually, what you've just described is niching down as well. Like mm. you're you're looking at very niche blogs that are successful. But so it's not very niche, but it's like living ten thousand here, hundred thousand there, a million people here for it's exactly my point is that that if you focus on a niche or you it's it's like we said, build an audience, but an audience is very particular around a subject. And that's when fandom kicks in. When people are fans of a blog, it's because of the niche and then the content that that blog writer provides. So they, they, this whole idea of building an audience is around the idea of fandom or niching down. And like you said, you were looking at as specifically a dessert blog, but I know there are vegan dessert blogs. Yeah, and there are, you know, and, and there are gluten-free dessert blogs. And then there's, uh, you know, no sugars, no grains, keto dessert blogs, and, <laughs> you know, dedicated totally and you niche down this down, but that's still millions of people per month. But like you said, SEO, SEO is going to die, isn't it? Isn't that dead? Much, actually, yeah. <laughs> you know, SEO as we know it, like five years ago, died. We but... buried it six or seven times in the last 15 years. Exactly. But SEO still exists. Uh, SEO is still important and understanding even just the basics of like um, proper sort of structure of your WordPress site, um, the speed that the site works at, 
um, you know, uh, you know, focusing around a particular niche, as we've discussed, that's still as relevant today as it was 10 years ago with SEO. So those things don't change. It's just that, you know, uh, Google's fine tuning of the algorithm and, you know, fettling here and there and stopping all of the shady shit with, you know, people who create, you know, uh, a million bl blogs with spun text. You know, I don't know anybody who would do that, Mark Thompson. No, um, nobody who would ever have done that, mate. <laughs> um, that kind of shady shit has gone, you know, and, and, and thank God for that, um, you know, to a certain degree. It's like... The thing is, there's there's still so much money to be made through advertising on your on your WordPress blog. If you've got a particular niche, if you've got a particular following, it's still a way of making affiliate income. Whether it's through or ad network, you know, AdSense, whatever it's called these days, um, stuff. Whether it's sending people to Amazon to buy stuff and you make a kickback from it, there's still ways of making that work. And I think it's it's still, and it will still be an important platform in 10, 10 years time. So, you know, Mark tell, telling us before we came online that blogging is dead, I think is, you know, uh, there's, there's a certain audience, there's a certain audience of people who love blogs and love reading blogs. Let me, as you, you keep on going on about this, let me defend myself. Yes. My view was at the end of the decade, like, so when we get to 2030, blogging will be completely and utterly different to what it is now. Mm -hmm. It's all about being multifaceted and it's getting more about being multifaceted. So that, that woman who's got the dessert blogs, right? She, a lot of people coming up now, right? So when we were growing up back in the day, we had, we consumed everything through newspapers, magazines. So we are used to reading, okay? It's the, the natural way for us to, um, absorb information is through reading. Okay, my daughter's generation, um, they had a lot of social media, uh, MySpace, okay, a bit of social media, um, they didn't have video. The current generation, they've got social media, they've got video, so that they their way of absorbing uh, information is through a screen, right? Not necessarily reading. Okay, that that's taken out of it for a lot, lot of people, they prefer to watch video. So if you've just, in 10 years time, if you've just got a blog, your audience is gonna shrink to people who naturally read the blog. And that's why, I would, that's my, my whole point of view on this. But the so thing is, the same could be said about email and email marketing. And the way that, you know, to, to kind of give a broad kind of viewpoint on all of this, rather than just talking about blogging, it's like, 10 years ago, people were saying that email marketing is dead. And yet today, still, it's my biggest revenue source for, for either new customers or existing customers to buy from us. And it's like people say, oh, but nobody reads emails anymore. They use Messenger. Okay, whatever. But it's like, and you say that, you know, um, people can't, won't take the time to read those emails. Yet Mark Thompson sends an email every day, which is a great big long screen of text. And it's like, I, he understands that his market, his audience read emails and buy from emails, which is why he sends an email. So, and it's the same with blogs. It's like there, there will always be a certain group of people who read the content on, read the content on blogs. But you're right, there is going to be a multifaceted element to that. And um, bloggers who have a YouTube channel or a podcast or like their social media, their Instagram following, or whatever it might be, or their TikTok, whatever you do with TikTok um, thing. Um, you know, the, there's it's great to have that multifaceted approach, but only if your market is actually there. And that's the important. But the thing about TikTok, right? So people like Justin Brooke and Frank Kern, everyone like that, been talking, like, you go get on TikTok. No, you don't. If your audience is 14 to 18 year olds, great, get on TikTok. We said about, about Facebook 10 years ago. We were like, oh, yeah, but like it's only kids who are on Facebook. It's only people who are at college who are on Facebook. It's mm -hmm. naturally moved from one new, new best thing to next new best thing. Yeah. Right. So kids are moving into uh, TikTok and Snapchat and stuff like that. Well, that, that's what I heard. I heard last year Snapchat was massive for teenagers. Massive. Yeah. I thought Snapchat was dead. I thought I was gone with the dodo. Honestly, it's just not on my radar at all. I remember what, like three, four years ago, everybody's 
profile picture on Facebook was a bloody Snapchat QR thing. And I was like, oh, God, here we go. Everybody wants you on Snapchat, Snapchat, Snapchat. In my world, it is Facebook, bit of WhatsApp, and bit of Instagram, really. And and that's it. And I'm not on Twitter at all because it's just frigging annoying, right? Everybody's got a, a crappy opinion. You just get angry. So I don't go near Twitter anymore. But the one consistent thing every single day that happens is I open up Gmail every day. And it's there, and I read my emails, and I, I know fairly quickly whether I want to read my emails that somebody sends me, or am I on their list because I want to see how they do their email, all that kind of stuff, you know. So You're right. It's like email is the consistent thing across all of these platforms. You, you can't create a Facebook account without an email account. You can't create an Instagram account without a, an email account. You can't get a bank account. You can't get a job. You can't, you know, do so much of your day-to-day -day life without an email address. Everybody has an email address. And that's why email for me is still hugely powerful. And, and I look at, this is the interesting thing though. And I look at my uh, email stats and I go, okay, I send an email today to my main customer list. and I'll get a 26, 27% open rate, roughly. I do a resend to people who didn't open the first time. And I get another... 15, 16, 17% of people opening, which is fantastic. So I'm getting roughly around about 40% of my list opening. The thing that keeps me awake at night is what about the other 60%? And I go, okay, so there's so many different other mediums of reaching those people. And lo and behold, sending somebody a letter through the post or a postcard is still one of the most effective methods of reaching as many people in your list as humanly possible, which is going back to our good, good old, you know, not so late friend, Dan Kennedy. Um, you know, he, he sends direct mail. It still works. People still run adverts in newspapers. It still works. So you know, the TV doesn't like him and an advert came up for this new app where you upload a photograph and they, they convert it into a postcard and send it out the next day. I was going to go, I have to tell Tim about that because that's perfect for you. Yeah. You, you can just create a different image for Lean Greens every week and just send the postcard out to people who, who you've lost contact with. Yep. I, and we do. And this is the mad thing is like people go, okay, how do you reactivate old customers? And it's like, well, we send them emails, but we send them letters as well and postcards and all sorts of other stuff to try and encourage them to come back to us again. So I, I've got a I've got a client who has customers that are on a two year cycle. So they buy something from them and then it'll be two years before they come back and get the next one. And what he does is he keeps a database and every month at the beginning of the month, he goes in, he goes back two years on his database and he finds that month's customers from two years ago. And he will he has a postcard and, and the front of the postcard is the most garish orange pair of running shoes you've ever seen in your life on a white background. Like it just sticks out like the sorest of sore thumbs when you look at it. And on the back is, hey, it's been two years. How are you getting on? Don't forget, it's about now that you should be coming back. And that's it, right? It's just, and what does it cost? A stamp. Yeah. That's it. Like, I mean, in fact, the postcard costs less than the stamp because yeah. you're buying 2,000 at a time. Um, and I just literally put right name, address, stick a stamp on it, stick it in the post box. And, and can attribute thousands of dollars worth of custom every month to return custom but it's the ones that will come back after three years or four years and it says you know you know is there any way you could just like let me know i should have come back sooner like did you not get the postcard oh no i didn't so you know the odd one misses out but that just reinforces hold on i need to make sure i keep doing this because the ones that don't get the postcard are saying to me oh you should have sent me something to remind me to come back so the the whole physical letter type stuff is just it's still relevant today as much as it was in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s when it was the only thing yep apart from you know advertising in newspapers and radio so don't think don't think <laughs> moving forward in time changes you know what works it doesn't the way we might use the tools to achieve that like you were saying there we were talking earlier about seo and you know how you know seo is still important 
what's changed is it's easier for the ordinary person to achieve good SEO on their WordPress site now than it was 10 years ago because the tools are so much easier to use. So it's not that the marketing method has become obsolete or changed. The way we achieve the that result has become easier. So we can do more with the hours that we have in the day. But also it's become cheaper to get other people to do it for us. Yep. You know, this gig economy is one of the benefits of the last 10 years. You know, there are people that have these skills now that can do something very cheaply, whereas before it was very expensive to find people to do it. Actually, there's a there was a uh, it's just a reminder that slightly slightly off topic, but actually quite interesting. There was a, an advert that got um, basically banned by the Advertising Standards Authority this week um, for the company People Per Hour. Now, if you might have used People Per Hour before, basically you can hire people like for that oh. hour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's like a fiver thing, but it's, you know. Anyway, this company had ran an advert in the tube, um, like in the London underground, uh, and it basically had a picture of, uh, you know, a successful looking female. And it basically says, you do girl boss, we do SEO. And I, and it, it got banned because, um, you know, the, because of the phrase girl boss. And even though that girl boss is actually a, um, it's a, brand, there's, right? there's a brand, there's actually a book about girl boss and all this kind of stuff, but people took offense at it. Anyway, somebody wrote in the comments or like an Instagram thing, basically saying, Surely better copy would have been uh, you do CEO, I do S, will do with the SEO. That would have been brilliant copy. And I'm like, my God, hire that woman. That is genius. <laughs> genius copy. So, you know, it, uh, anyway, <coughs> the point is, is that, um, you know, gig economy is, is, is got to that point now where it's become uh, common knowledge to hire people, somebody from people per hour. We don't need to go to some weird website hiring somebody from the Philippines anymore. Um, Fiverr's become sort of general knowledge and everybody's got access to these, uh, the, the, the sort of the gig economy or the, you know, the, the micro sort of tasking community. Um, and I think that's, that's huge. And I think that's going to be a big part of where we're going to go 2020 is, you know, how can we get more done by things that Mark's been talking about with like the, um, distribution of the content, the, what do you call it? Content repurposing. Thank you. Sorry. Um, brains addled with, um, decongestions. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> I, I became familiar with the term for, for a job description of a, a slasher over, over Christmas. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard this. Yeah. But basically people yeah. have skill or one job that they're, yeah. they're having multiple. So I am an SEO expert slash copywriter. So it's, it's, they're packaging up two or three different freelance skills to create a 40 hour week so yeah. that you, you know, you're not going to provide yourself with a living just doing copywriting or just doing SEO or something. So there are this growing community of people that are known as slashers because they are something slash something, you know, it's, it's that they're creating multiple career paths in one 40 hour work week and, and and living perfectly good lives and making perfectly good income at it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm even considering myself as one of those, you know, the, uh, the, sorry, the, the, the really important thing, the point that people would have probably missed from there is people got offended. Yeah. For God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're like, actually offended are the bane of my life. <laughs> Honestly, I think it was something like I can't have the energy to get offended with everything I see. Oh, just let it go. I think it doesn't particularly hurt me. Ridiculous. It's like obviously that advert must have been seen by literally like hundreds of thousands of people on the tube that week. And um, there was nine nine complaints to the advertising standards authority. And like Can I have the list of those people who got offended? I would like to go around and personally offend them. The thing is it's interesting is that um people per hour probably got more promotion from the fact that it got banned than the actual ad in the first place. No publicity, uh, or no, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity. It was fantastic. And, and what's the worst the Advertising Standards Authority do? It says, don't do that again. Don't run that advert again. Yeah. It's like, okay, sorry, move on. Naughty boy. <laughs> Naughty boy. Yeah, that's pretty much all that happens with the Advertising Standards Authority. So there we go. Anyway, um, so in terms of other... Yeah, sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll mention that first, shall I? 
Um, StreamYard's <laughs> new tools are very cool. <laughs> we talk about all this stuff all of the time on our free SMO uh, group, um, which is actually a private community. Join smo.com forward slash free. Go there if you're not a uh, member already. Fantastic little group. Anyway, the thing that I was going to move on to was um, what's what's new this year? What's what's the developing trend? What's the developing media medium platform that we're we're looking at and moving forward to this year? You know, what's 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 exciting you in the marketing world uh, this year? I'll start with Mark. Well, sorry, I was just looking to read the comments. Uh, I'm ignoring you. Oh, well, Dave was listening. I'll let Dave answer that one then. What's new? Uh, two things. Uh, there's these brand new platforms that I'm really excited about. And um, it's uh, they're called YouTube and <laughs> podcasting. Yeah. I think that I think they're they're just gonna like. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of them, but they're they're really gonna take off this year. Um, and become mainstream. Uh, sorry, we were just somebody now. Awful delivery. Uh, <laughs> well, the thing about it is, one um, every every couple of years or every three years, we get this cycle of oh, video is about to go mainstream, or podcasting is about to go mainstream. And what's really happening is the people that like it are just getting that little bit older. So they're, you know, a couple of, you know, a couple of years younger than them are already used to it. So we just say, oh, there's more of it. No, it's just the people that are at the top that are older that don't give a shit. They're, they're moving on or dying or passing. It's just the generations are moving forward that little bit. But so this thing that I've been, I, I actually, the first podcast I ever did was in 2005, actually made a podcast and put it out into the world. Um, and the first video I ever did was pretty much about a year after YouTube. Now, the problem is I haven't been consistent. I've been very bored. I've been consistent about producing content. But it's this stuff's been around for ages. But what's happening now is a lot of real companies, not just marketers that are jumping on the, you know, I'm interviewing someone about, you know, business stuff. Because we live in that world. We think that's all the podcasts that are out there or the video channels that are out there about marketing stuff. They're not. I went down a bloody rabbit hole of woodworking over the Christmas holidays on YouTube. Oh, my holy Jesus, you should. An unbelievable amount of guys in their own garages, in their own workspaces, creating videos and podcasts and communities and memberships and everything about simple jobs that you can do in your own garage to create very small woodworking tasks. And I'm not talking about your grandfather just using a lathe to create those bowls you put potpourri in. I'm talking about chairs, desks, you know, furniture, really great looking stuff. Well, these guys are getting 100, 200, 300, 400,000 views per video within a couple of weeks of, of putting these videos up. They're making a fortune. They're actually making a living by producing content. Um, so YouTube, as a means of teaching, educating your audience, it's the same with podcasting. If you look at youtube and podcasting as a means to sell you're going to fall flat on your face what youtube and podcasting are are a means to educate your audience in two ways one about your product and service but not in a sales way but in a how this benefits you we talk about benefits not features when we talk about bullet points and copywriting it's the same about podcasting and youtube it's not about the sale it's about the education and secondly, you're educating your audience about your expertise, because if you're in front of them saying this is how this works, you're proving that you know what you're talking about. You know your SH1T, and we got PG on this. Um, so you can actually become... Well, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually, you, you know, you're, you're using YouTube and, uh, and podcasting as a means to educate your audience about the product or the service or whatever you do or how you do it. You know, show them how, sell them, uh, what is it? Show them wh why, sell them a how. Or, you know, you're selling the means of doing what you're teaching them is, 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 is necessary. But this is not about marketing. This is about anything and everything. Lawn care. You know, um, you know, cleaning products in your house. Like, holy moly, the amount of bloody, you know, how to clean your house using lemons. <laughs> <laughs> 
the they're 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 sponsored by cleaning products companies. You know, they're, they're a, a means of educating your audience about how to use their products better, things like that. So this is not just about marketing in in terms of YouTube or or, or, or podcasting. It's about building an audience, educating your audience, and showing that audience that you're an expert and then they will become fans and once they become fans you've got an audience and once you have an audience you can sell that audience product and that's where the mistake of people starting youtube channels starting podcasts is that they get into it thinking they will make money physically off those things there are a few people doing that but that's not really what you should be doing it for you should be doing it to educate so i think yeah. one of the things that mark and i were talking about before we actually came online was to do with, um, there's a documentary on the BBC um, about Geraint Thomas, the um, Tour de France winner from 2018. And they were basically following him during the 2019 Tour de France. And one of the things that he was doing with one of his teammates, Luke Rowe, was of an evening, they were doing a podcast. So every evening after like they finished racing, they would do a podcast and like, all they were doing was like they had two microphones and some kind of method to record the actual thing at their mobile phone. And that was it. That's all that they were doing to create a podcast. Now, I don't know whether they were videoing it as well at the same time to create YouTube content as well. But ultimately, it's like it, you don't it doesn't need to be complicated to start a podcast. And Dave knows more about podcasting than any of any of us. But ultimately, there's you, you can go down the whole hog route of like you know fancy microphones and all that kind of stuff. But ultimately, all you need is some kind of way of recording your voice. And ideally, if you've got a microphone, I don't. I just use my fucking laptop, as you can probably tell by my shitty um, sound quality that comes through. Um, whereas Mark's and yeah, there you go. Mark's got a fancy microphone. <laughs> Dave's got a fancy. It's a really good one. And do you know what they put? I'll tell you what. what we didn't start out with fancy microphones. No. no. That, that's the point I was going to make. My first, my first microphone was the little thing that comes with your earphones that, that you get with your phone, right? And then I got, yeah, there you go. And then I got a, a, an ATR 2020, about $60, right? The best microphone the world has ever produced for the money that it costs. And you can get it USB, you plug it in your computer, and bang, you've got a microphone. And that's it. And you can get one of these microphone stands, right? Hold on, I can't get it there now. So a little bit, right? You can get one of these microphone stands, right? That holds your microphone for about 15 quid on eBay, right? Or Amazon. And, and that's pretty much all you need, right? Just stick it on your desk, bang, boom. So for about 60, 70 bucks, you can have the most pro going podcast setup, video setup for audio that you want. That that there is um, Logitech C90 or C920. Yeah, same here. Microphone, like I said, ATR 2020, $150. The whole shebang. But yeah. the, the thing is, You're right? Content producer. Yeah. When, when, when I first started, it was difficult. Even when I started, started my very first live show, it was a nightmare using OBS okay. and all this stuff and trying to drive it at the same time as talk. It was a nightmare. It's easy now. StreamYard. And anybody who uses StreamYard will tell you, you know, this just works. Yeah. You fire it up and you carry on and it does everything for you. Um, microphone, you can actually use any microphone you want. If you've got a Mac, and it might be on PC now, I'm not sure, a tool called Crisp, K-R-I-S-P. It gets rid of all the background noise. So I can go like that. I'm not sure, I'm not sure that, even, that probably didn't come out. Nobody no, would hear me clap. Right? It takes out all the background noise. I can sit next to some guy with a drill and talk, and it will it will block out the drill. It's that good. Um, and audio, whether you're doing video, podcast, audio is the important thing. So if you can get crisp for your, your device, get it and use it. It's brilliant. I've just gone um, on their website. You can get it for PC as well. Yeah, yeah brilliant. So honestly, uh, give it a trial. It takes out all the background noise, and that's the important thing. So you can, <clears throat> you can use the cheapest microphone you can find that you can plug in um, and it will pick stuff up and it will make it sound decent. Uh, cheapest camera. This stuff used to be difficult. Now it's a piece of cake. I mean, you need no tech ability whatsoever. So Mark, in yes. terms of what's your sort of, um, not necessarily predictions, but it's kind of like, 
what you're seeing as evolving for 2020 and beyond as far as uh, the marketing world? What's what's interesting? What's catching your eye? What's, what's catching my eye at the moment? It's something I actually talked about a few weeks ago. Is I'm before we're all used to pixeling landing pages. Okay, so we pixel our own landing pages. When somebody comes onto our landing page, bang, you know, we've got them pixels. We can retarget them. Best way of marketing. Okay, but I've now I've now discovered you can actually pixel a link. Right. So think about this for a minute. You have a link going to um, who's Dave? Who's the guy who does uh, Entrepreneur on Fire? John Lee Dumas. So John Lee Dumas, big into podcasting, right? So Dave pixels his link, sends people to listen to John Lee Dumas's podcast, right? He's now got a list of people who actually went to John Lee Dumas's podcast. So he's got a list of people who are interested in podcasting. So Dave can now start to run ads to people who like John Lee Dumas, who followed the link saying, um, hey, need someone to set up your podcasting service for you? Despite us, us saying how easy it was, shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Dave can then target, you know, Dave suddenly segmented his whole audience and everybody on Facebook who knows him, everyone on Twitter who knows him into the people who like John Lee Dumas. Next week, he can send one out to people who like Pat Flynn's podcasting course, right? So he's now got people who have seen Pat Flynn's podcasting course, has seen Pat Flynn's promotions. So he can run an ad with Pat Flynn's an affiliate link for Pat Flynn and make sales or his own alternative version of Pat Flynn's course that he's done himself. That's half the price and twice as good. Mm. I mean, the world is opening up now. If you look at what's coming down the line, now this um, technology has been around for about 18 months now, completely passed me by until I suddenly thought, hang on a minute. Hmm. Can I do this? And yes, I can. So suddenly you open up a whole new world. So, yeah, there's loads and loads and loads of ways of marketing now. Yeah, I think for me, one of the biggest things that is evolving this, uh, I hope, I hope is evolving more than anything else. Maybe, maybe I'll be completely wrong on this front, but um, uh, taking ownership again of your own audience. Yeah. Um, one of the, one of the biggest challenges that we uh, are going through at the moment, and I think more and more people are realizing it. Every time that Facebook, you people are running Facebook ads. They're running lots and lots of Facebook ads. Last quarter of quarter four of 2019 was an absolute shit show um, on on Facebook. Um, in particular, in the in the run up to Black Friday, when Facebook's ad platform goes down again, um, you know, and you suddenly realize that you are at mercy to. Facebook and you know your business and your success of your business is down to one platform and, and you don't control any of it and it's like I, one of the things I do hope is that people start realizing that they need to own the audience more which is or own the traffic flow I think is more more an accurate thing which is why I've been looking at okay how can I acquire existing traffic streams like uh, existing YouTube channels or blogs that already get traffic and like acquire those assets for me to then put my own adverts in front of them to drive to my business. And it's like, when you own the traffic stream, when you own the audience, you are no longer at the mercy of, of, of a Facebook or a Google. Um, so I think that's, I hope that's one of the changes that happens over this coming year where people are, you know, constantly being beaten up. And this has been the case since year dot with, you know, Google and SEO and Google and their ads platforms and all that kind of stuff where, you know, marketers have always ended up being bearing the brunt of uh, changes to the algorithm or changes to technology or whatever. And you you can't do anything about it. I hope that marketers are starting to realize that they need to own their traffic source. So things like an email list and a customer list and an address list. So like owning those assets rather than you know, letting another platform, an Amazon or a Facebook or a Google can control it. So I think that's a, a huge part of it. The second part, I think, is diversification of traffic in terms of instead of just relying on Facebook or just relying on Amazon to provide you with customers, you know, all that kind of thing. You need to like, uh, you need to uh, be 
diversify the the sources of your traffic. So I, whilst I've been very, very successful this last 12 months with, with Facebook, I, it, it creates a huge amount of anxiety for me that that's the only source of a lot of or the predominant source of new customers. And I've been working super, super hard to try and find other pockets and other ways of doing that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, that's kind of where I think that marketers should be going, certainly within our community of SMO. And if you're not part of SMO, join, join SMO.com forward slash free. Um, mm -hmm. so that's where we'll be talking more and more about taking ownership almost of, of your traffic stream. You know, it, it's, it comes back to the, still the old school methods of opt-in forms. Um, you See, know. This, this, this is why the, the first couple of weeks of this year, Mark has done nothing but talk about build your audience, build an audience. And that's why you build your well, audience. Dave, I'm, that's what I'm going to talk about for the next three months. Yeah. My whole first quarter is building an audience. You, you do, you build your audience and that's <laughs> why you build your audience. You know, yeah. there's a reason for it is that yeah. you don't rely on Facebook, Google, anything at all, iTunes, you know? It's, but it's, it's, it's the, um, the problem is, is that we've been, oh, a lot of new entrepreneurs that have come on board in the last year, year and a half, two years, three years, whatever, um, have been um, dazzled by the business opportunity. And I'm, I'm from my perspective, from work, from my sort of day-to-day -day life, it's Amazon that's created that kind of, expectation that Amazon will provide me with all of, all of the customers that I want. And it's like, when you get a year down the line, you realize that you actually own nothing and it's just a cash flow business, which for some people is fine, but uh, you know, that cash flow business can be, you know, your needs can be taken away from you at any moment. And that's the challenge that we have with those big platforms owning the audience. Yeah. So we need to, we need to, get our piece of the pie back. And all of these platforms, your Amazons, your Facebooks, your Googles, they're all trying to make sure that they hold on to that. They realized very early on that the power is in this, in owning the audience and owning the traffic flow. And that, that's, that's why they put in controls and limitations in what you can do to take that audience and own, own that audience for yourself because they realize that's where the money is for them. Mm. So, the more that we realize that and understand it, the better then we can actually mitigate that by doing a podcast, doing a, a, a creating a blog, you know, running ads back to our website and acquiring that asset, that, 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 that audience as much as possible. But blogs are dead. Blogs are dead though, dude. There's no reason to have a blog. Like, I mean, I mean, the last thing you really want to do is to have a website and a blog and a means of collecting email addresses on said blog and said website. And, you know, educate your audience on your blog with the content that's on. Don't do it. Don't do it. There's no point in doing it. It's dead. <laughs> Forget about it. Yeah. Right. So that's, let's just round up for the next 10 minutes or so. Okay. But actually, they, it's a funny point. Just, just one quick point there. Um, what's the number one killer of real bricks and mortar businesses, Tim? What's the what's the number one killer? And it, it's one. What? Why do businesses close down? The number one reason is it, cash flow. It's, it's like cash. you said, it's cash flow. Yeah. And that, and that's that's what Amazon and FBA and all those kind of you know stuff is about. Is is you don't have your audience. So if you have an audience, and let's say you're a bit stuck for cash there, Tim. You put up a fifty percent off sale and send out an email. You got some cash. You can't I, do that on Amazon because you're going to have to spend the cash to make the advert and then hope somebody sees the advert and then clicks on your link and make sure. It is. It is the madness that I see with with Amazon. People go, "Oh my god, my 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 sales have dropped. What do I do?" It's like, good luck, bio. You've got no means of being able to generate more business because you don't own the audience. Sorry. Yeah. Right. So to start to wrap up, you know, you've, this year you have got to work from January to December to reclaim your audience, get them on a list, get them on retargeting lists, get them on an email list. I mean, wherever you can get some data about your audience, get it and own it. It's not even, yeah. I think it's even just about like the data part. It's actually 
like you know Dave has already talked about it's building that audience and um, in, in terms of the way to build it is to actually communicate with them and yeah. it, the data is great the pixels great but ultimately the thing that you need is the, the relationship with that audience and you do that with your podcast your blog your social media channels YouTube whatever it might be um, but you you have to you have to build that audience in a way that they feel comfortable with you as an individual. Mm. Pixel stuff is great, and I and I love like the, that ability to have a pixel list and all that kind of stuff. But it's the relationship that is we really where like you know rubber hits the road, and we really really make good good income from our list from our audiences. That, that pixel does allow you to do that though. Mm. So yeah. nothing. So this this. Facebook, well, Facebook Live technically, but it's also on, it's also on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also going to be the podcast. It's yeah. also going to be one segment of it, which I've got to decide on yet, which bit will be cut to a two minutes bit, and it will go out a hundred times at different sites and stuff like that. It will become an article. So one section of this will become an article. Um, I've got to decide which. So if someone says something interesting, for God's sake. Um, Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean that. You talk about Brexit. Yeah, that that just come from us three sat. Just it's come from us three sat just chatting. <laughs> and it would be if we have to rehearse or something. But it, it's your bit of con- your major first bit of content is a start, and from all those pixels are where people land on that. You you grab data from the pixels. You can get them to come along to your next live show or your next watch your next youtube video or read your next blog post because you have as tim would say reclaim the audience own the audience yeah and and the funny thing is it's no different to what it was in 2009 no 10. <laughs> we sort of went away we, we, we all sort of everyone sort of gets distracted and marketing is the same you'll always get distracted by no i'm not said the word just click funnels you'll also get this distracted by People marketing tools and new ideas coming up and messaging, uh, using messenger bots. Uh, there'll be something along, there'll be video bots next. Uh, personalized video messages delivered to you by a virtual Siri. Like bonjour. Yeah. Um, oh, that's another one though. Audio search, audio searches. Mm, that's going to be big. Your eye on audio searches because mm. people go to Siri and Alexa and they go, Alexa, where can I buy or where can I learn about podcasting? Mm-hmm. So if you have got, and this is where live shows and podcasts and video and audio content come into it, you know, if you can get ranking for that audio content and audio keywords, just like you do on written keywords, then you're going to be in a good place because Alexa and Hey Google and Hey Siri, um, sorry, oh God, here she goes again. Sorry, I didn't mean you, Siri. Go away. <laughs> um, I mean, they are going to bring your result up. Hey, Siri, which is better, Alexa or Google Assistant? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the thing about it is, like, audio search is actually dead simple. You go and you check out your blog, if it's not dead. Um, and you look at your keywords and your Google Analytics and you take all your keywords and then you just make sure that your articles are, you know, set up for audio search. And you can bet your bottom dollar that 99% of your competitors are not doing that. So so a little, a little tip on that front, again, audio searches, is if you do a search for your main keywords on Google, say, for example, I don't know, for, for Lean Greens, because I have to get it in the episode at least once today um lean greens uh its main keyword is is green coals isn't it <laughs> greens powder <laughs> so like the main keyword is greens powder if you do a search for green powder it will show you there'll be a box of of search um suggestions which are people also searched for and it will say it'll it'll have a bunch of questions like questions about greens powders and it's like answer those in your podcasts your youtube videos in your blog post because it's not dead in your emails in everything if you answer those questions you come back to the seo thing again it's like you are providing for that that audio search because those are the questions that people will have 
and they, they, they'll be the questions that they're asking on their Google Assistant or Alexa or Siri or whatever it is. Dead, dead simple hack. Doesn't take very long to do. Just like literally take a load of those questions, sit on a YouTube video and answer it, then get it like transcribed, made into a blog post, changed into an audio thing for a podcast, blah, 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 blah. Hey, presto, there you go. That's you done. That's marketing. Just go to Google and do a search for how do I create an FAQ page for search results? And that's basically what it is, is that box that has those other questions are websites have taken the time to do a little bit of jiggery pokery in the background and created a post that has the most common questions on one post. And when you click those little buttons, they have a little drop down arrow next to the question. You get a tiny little piece of paragraph of the answer, and then you can click on all of them and you get all your little answers. That can all be on your website. That can all be on your content. And you just got to set up your page in WordPress with a few little bits and pieces of code or you know simple stuff that you can go on YouTube and find videos on how to do. Um, and it'll do it. And again, 99% of your competitors are not doing it. So it's open. You know, you're, you're answering the questions and what's Google professing to be about, you know, relevant content, you know, relevant search, relevant results for relevant search. And there's nothing more relevant than an FAQ. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree with that, mate. Cool. So cool. that's it. That's, we dropped a knowledge bomb right at the end there. Not dropping okay, this guys, Thank you for coming along and viewing live. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for viewing on YouTube. And just thank you. Just thank you. That's, that sound, that that's sound like really. You go. You're going to have the secret DVD now, is it? That, that's, that sounded creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Right, we'll be back next week. No idea what we're going to talk about next week. Anyone got an idea what we're going to talk about next week? No, we'll figure it out about two minutes before we go. <laughs> we'll figure it out at five. How five long in twenty twenty? Actually, I do actually have somebody lined up potentially for a uh, a call with us. Um, so uh, actually, that's a good point. If you know anybody who you want us to get on or you'd like us to get on, just let us know and we'll get them on. Jurgen Klopp. No, I couldn't. I couldn't be bothered talking to him. Wouldn't it be weird if we actually did get him on? Oh, stop To talk about marketing. Who's, who's Jurgen Klopp? Uh, manager of some, some like minor football team. All right. Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. Now, now that Dave's four at last, couldn't, couldn't resist it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. You've been listening to the Friday Live thing. For show notes and resources, head over to members.seriousmarketersonly.com.